0: Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Magical Realness, a Blythe Mitral's podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Marie, a confidence and wardrobe manifestation coach whose main MO is to guide aspiring soulpreneurs into the transformation of their dreams while helping them learn how to empower themselves along the way. What you need to know about me is that I'm silly, spiritual, and uber passionate about living a life in true alignment and fulfillment. I'm also definitely a chatty bitch. (laughs) I believe deeply that magic is real, potent, and rooted in choice. Magic is truly all around us. All you have to do is choose to see it. Dive in with me as we look at actionable steps, books, and conversations that help you live a magical lifestyle in which serves you. We're currently in the season Spirituality 101, where I give you the introductions needed to help you dive into the spiritual world and become aligned with who you truly are. This season has been brought to you by Blythe Mitral's Coaching. If you are looking for support and an implementation partner and expressing who you really are or making your aspirations into an actionable journey, Blythe Mitral's Coaching has got you covered through their step-by-step programs and pressure-free approach. You'll feel lighter, brighter, and clearer on what makes you, you. Sign up for a clarity session today and see if this is in your alignment. And with that, I say, let's get started with today's episode. Okay, now you know I say this every time, but if you enjoy this episode, you know I'm going to be super grateful if you shared it on that IG lady. Yes, 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 yes. Send it to your friends. Um, you know, and send me a message telling me how you thought of it. Let me know what's up. Share it with your people. Share it with the world because we're really trying to make a difference in how we approach spirituality and make it more accessible for all of us. So if you have that moment, rate the podcast. Let people know what you think of it. I want these resources to be available to all those who need the download. You know what I mean? So I'm so here for you, my friend. Let's do this. Okay, so after last week's long yet fabulous episode with the beautiful Brenda Umana, I wanted to come on for a short and sweet episode going a bit deeper into the three go-tos of mindful practices, what we had kind of established in that last episode. So that's one of the things that we discussed, right, were the accessible approaches to practicing mindfulness. In order, the way that we had established it was that it's typically starting out at journaling, and then you move to yoga, and then slowly bring in meditation. Okay, again, as I said before, we want this to be accessible. So to ensure that they are accessible to you, hello, I'm going to give you a blueprint. And I'm going to share with you, one, how to approach journaling the different ways you can exhale, and then five journaling prompts that you can use right now or whenever you'd like. Two, I'm going to share what is yoga, how to approach it, and then going over the break that it gives the ego. The third thing that we're going to talk about is what is meditation, how do you meditate, and then when to start. So each bit is going to be a little bit over five minutes, I estimate. Like I said, I'm really thinking this is going to be short and sweet. So stay with me, my friend. We'll walk through this together and get you rolling. Yes, yes, yes. Journaling. How to approach journaling. So if you're thinking this one is Pretty obvious. (laughs) I'll go ahead and share that. Yes, a pen and paper is definitely the thing here, but it's a lot more than simply taking your pen to write down reflections on your day. Journaling is a way of exhaling and releasing what is bubbling inside of you so that you can become aware and conscious within your life. I shared in the previous episode, um, but when I was younger, What I would try and do is I would start a journal on and off throughout the years and I would only get to maybe three, four entries, sometimes just one. I just got one to one entry and I would do things like, okay, summer is made of 13 weeks and I'm going to write, you know, I'm going to write one entry 13 weeks or I'm going to do this or whatever, you know, and I just set like these unobtainable goals for myself, not because it's not actionable, but because I just put so much pressure on myself to do the act. And it was unbearable, which is why the procrastination came in and what would lead me to just dropping the goal in general. I just I wanted it so badly for it to be perfect you know, my thoughts, what was with me and the quality of my journaling. I wanted it all to be perfect. I wanted it to be like Anne Frank and people look at my beautiful journal and where I came from and to like create this legacy for myself. I wanted to somehow find that I was automatically worthy in my journal, that I was worthy of being known, of being loved, of being cared for. I know, so sad for younger Brittany Marie. And I just couldn't face it and I couldn't believe it. And that's really what got in here. I'm not saying that that's what's happening with you. I'm not, I'm not implying that at all if you're starting to go there. But what I am saying is that I understand what it means to try and make things perfect. And let me tell you, now that I journal regularly, almost every day, right? That approach, is, it's so clearly missing the point and it's it's just not there. In fact, what it does is it makes the whole thing unapproachable. When you journal, nothing perfect has to come out of you. Nothing at all. You're perfect as you are. You are enough as you write, whatever it is that you write, what you're, what you write is worthy just as it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Journaling in itself, it's simply what aligns with you and what works best for your soul. So remember, journaling is just a way of exhaling what's inside of you. Nothing more, nothing less the different ways you can exhale. To help you get started or try something new, I wanted to share with you a few different ways you can approach journaling. The first one will not surprise you if you listen to my other podcast with the fabulous Becky Brown. Ooh la la, love her. And our podcast, We're Trying to Be Better, where we read Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. The method that Cameron is super keen on um, and has you do while you are on the journey of the artist's way, she has you do what's called the morning pages. It's where you pick up your journal and pen first thing in the morning and write three pages of streamlined consciousness, no breaks no pauses, just get out whatever comes up. Even if you just write, I don't know what to say over and over again for all three pages, then you've done an excellent job, right? It's just more so getting into that, um, getting into that flow, getting into that, exhaling action of releasing again, whatever is bubbling inside of you. So that's the whole point there. And I think, I think it's really excellent. And now when I journal, I always write three pages. I don't necessarily always uh, include no breaks and no pauses. I'm definitely a pauser and a thinker, but I do find the three pages is just really wonderful. Another way to journal is actually not through pen and paper, but by recording your voice on your phone. So if you just like don't want to buy a journal or you just don't want to do it, um, this is a really great way. You have a phone, you're looking at it all the time, close the door, do whatever, you know, and just, just get it out. See, what happens when you create instead of just talking to your phone, (laughs) creating the actual recording helps register to our brains the process of documentation and it draws out the intention behind it this is really great when you are in a car or while you're on the, on a walk too you know it doesn't have to be like in the privacy of your own home if you're just like in some sort of movement this is also really great i have done this many a times i will get such clear thoughts when i'm on a walk and i'll grab my phone and i'll record it i've done it in the rain i've done it in the sun i've done it in the snow i've done it in the wind in any weather it's just it's so fabulous And it just helps bring out the mindfulness that can be brought through these activities. And again, it encourages insightfulness. So if you don't want to pick up a pen and paper, this is a super great way to just get it out of you. Another thing you could do is you could also journal through sketching. Okay, this was taught to me by the beautiful intuition coach, Esther Loopstraw. She's amazing. I highly, highly recommend that you work with her. But, um, uh, you know, what she, what she taught me was, is that what you can do is you can set a timer for a chosen amount of time, somewhere between five and 20 minutes. That's perfect. And you intuitively sketch for that time. There's no right or wrong way to sketch. It really doesn't matter what you sketch right? It's just about, again, a form of releasing and exhaling what's within you. And you will be super surprised at what comes out, I promise. Every time that I've done it, I've been like, whoa, (laughs) you know, it can be signals of any limiting beliefs, um, surprises within yourself that you weren't aware that you could do. Again, just creating that awareness and that consciousness. It's very mindful. And then, you know, instead of getting alternative and taking these different approaches, you could also just sit down and write out a page or however much suits you, you know, if you want to do three pages like I do. And that's it. You don't need to get any crazy with it. You don't need to, again, take a different approach. Journaling prompts are super great if you are wanting something that brings a little bit more out of you. So to help you along in this journey, I'm going to share with you five prompts that I think are total winners. If you're not interested in journaling through sketching or, you know, journaling through a pen and paper or just subconsciously slash (laughs) consciously writing in the morning pages, it's kind of a combination of both, you know. Uh, so yeah, whatever, whatever suits you, but you know, that's the thing with these journaling prompts, you could actually use them with all three of those techniques or any technique you'd like to do. Just putting that out there. There's so much flexibility in journaling so much. It's just about what's finding right for you. Journal prompts. So I'm going to share with you five journaling prompts that I think you could pick up at any time to help you create awareness and insightful clarity. As I share these, I'm going to have about 20 to 30 second pauses so that you can write them down or think about them in the moment. Um, I won't go longer than that. (laughs) I will give you space and we'll just keep it rolling from there. Okay, here is the first journaling prompt. What would make me happy right now? What feels like it's missing? Again, what would make me happy right now What feels like it's missing? Okay. Journaling prompt number two. What does your ideal day look like? What are you doing and who do you spend it with? Okay, again, what does your ideal day look like? What are you doing and who do you spend it with? fabulous. The third prompt, what makes me come alive? When was the last time I felt life at its fullest? Again, what makes me come alive? When was the last time I felt life at its fullest? Okay, now we're on to prompt number four. If I could share one message with the world, what would it be? Again, if I could share one message with the world, what would it be? In the last, the fifth prompt is, what would it take for me to feel more confident in who I authentically am? Again, what would it take for me to feel more confident in who I authentically am? And that's it. That is our journaling section. And now we're going to move forward and continue onward. But before we do, I just want to share that, again, journaling is whatever you make of it. Journaling, it can be so approachable. And if you want to have a deeper conversation about this, please DM me, please reach out. I want this to be accessible to you in a way that really aligns for your best interest. Okay. And with that, let's keep it moving yoga. What is yoga? Lots of people practice yoga without knowing exactly what it is. They probably just know that it's good for stress and think it's a great activity to do before you go out brunching. And as a white bitch, (laughs) I totally agree. I love doing yoga before seeing my pals for mimosas and a giant morning meal. Could anything be sweeter? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Outside of that, uh, what what yoga truly is, is it's a form of body movement that is completely combined by philosophical, spiritual, and mental practices. It is a key element in Ayurveda, which is an ancient, like 5,000 years ago kind of ancient, Indian medicine, which is still very much practiced today. Ayurveda is crazy mindful and a beautiful approach to not just physiological healing, but also healing of the soul. So yoga has been around for a minute and yoga is derived from a Sanskrit word, which means union. Okay. The yoga journal. Okay. This is a This is a blog, maybe an actual magazine. I don't know. <laughs> But the yoga journal reports that the practice we follow today is in the Western world is just one limb of yoga. Okay. It's just one. And it's called asana. And their definition of yoga asana is a program of physical postures designed to purify the body and provide the physical strength and stamina required for long periods of meditation. And if you listened to the episode before, Brenda definitely talked about this. So this is kind of just bringing it more in a grounded sense. How to approach it. Yoga is meant to be experimental, not fully structured, okay? That structure is provided by our bodies and yoga allows us to push the limitations brought by our bodies, absorbing all that we do and all that occurs throughout our days. Yoga is a major stress reliever, and I even think of it as a life enhancer. Truly, it's completely impacted my life. For me, it makes the colors look brighter, the flowers smell sweeter, and brings ease wherever I look for it. I know that sounds super cheesy, but I promise you it's so true if you haven't gone into this yoga path, okay? And to achieve that when doing yoga, it's important not to get lost in comparing yourself to everyone else and how far they are able to experiment or push themselves with their bodies. First off, it takes practice, right? Balance and awareness. But yoga is not a place that is meant for comparison. Comparison has no Place It really should not be welcomed in yoga because when we're doing yoga, yes, we want to look to others for guidance if you get lost in the movement or just not really sure what it is, but we don't want to think anything else of it, okay? It's just a guide for us to move through. We're all at different paces, so, you know, there's no need to have comparison. When doing it at home or simply for yourself, right, perform a practice that's right for you. You can do a short and sweet 10-minute practice if that's all you have time for. Allow yourself to breathe into the areas that have tension and let your breath be the way you send compassion to your body. There is no wrong or right way to do yoga. Just what is aligned for you. I try to do yoga every day and my intention in doing that is what is good enough for me. Okay, I don't get to show up to it every day, but I try to. I do my best. I also try and do different variations every time I do show up to my yoga practice. It's fine. You can do the same thing every day. But what I love is giving my body new opportunities or flows to dive into. For me, it's like just giving a little bit of a gift to myself every time I show up. The break it gives the ego. Unlike other strength exercises, yoga encourages a constant awareness of your body and the sensations that are moving throughout it. And that's really powerful because it gives your ego a break. As Brenda shared on the previous episode, your ego is your sense of I. And without it, we can experience a loss of self and a loss of joy in life. But as much as we need our ego to have a wholesome, fruitful, and worthwhile life, it's also important to give our ego a break to pause and tune in deeper to the various parts of ourselves. By focusing so intently on your breath and your movement, it relieves your ego from experiencing on your behalf and allows the rest of you to come through and take the lead. That's why it's one of the many reasons why yoga reduces stress within the body and mind. Okay? If you head to the show notes on the website, then you're going to find Brenda Umana's 30-Day Yoga Guide for Beginners. Check it out. I'm going to hook you up with that link. And that's all that I want to say about yoga. Honestly, I say just give it a go. Don't put pressure on yourself. Just let yourself show up as you are. If it's too tough, you know, you can stop at any time. But when you do stop, allow yourself to sit for a moment take in what you've done, and then go ahead and get up slowly and gently and continue on through your day. It's a practice. It's something that you return to. And you know, if you haven't tried it before, do Brenda's 30-day guide and she's going to really help you out. Meditation. What is meditation, right? (laughs) It is a practice of silencing the mind, sitting with yourself as you are in this moment, and building awareness within yourself. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's, that's what meditation is. Uh, you know, I know that I have often thought of meditation before I used to practice it and I would just be like, oh, you know, so daunting and I just did not understand really what it is. But again, it's just about creating awareness and just sitting with yourself as you are. So the goal is to attain clarity, insight and emotional calmness and it can reduce stress, improve focus and concentration as well as leave you feeling v. I mean v relaxed, okay? <laughs> there are several different types of meditation which we'll get into in a moment. How to do it. What you do is is you focus on one thing whether that's your breathing, your posture, your sensations, or even something outside of you. But you just focus on that one thing. You can sit, you can lie down, but you want to have everything spread equally, grounded into your posture and without tension anywhere in your body. It's best to have your eyes closed so that you can keep that focus, but you'll know what's best for your body once you're in it. And if you're able to silence the mind, then your body will tell you what you need. Okay. So just go through that. But as you start off, I would say, go ahead and close your eyes and let them gently close. There are six main types of meditation. They are visualizations, mindfulness meditation, guided meditation, sound healing, movement meditation, and mantra meditation or mantra, I should say. There are definitely a lot more than that, but these six are a really good starting point. I mean, also, <laughs> this is six different types, so <laughs> that's, that, that's enough if you're just starting out. But just to kind of give you a few options to, to look into and see how you, to do this. So visualizations. This is where you meditate intentionally, exploring images of what you desire, of your inner divine, or of anything that allows you to travel through the work of healing. The key here is meditation on specific visuals, either explore through the mind or on something that you are specifically recalling in the mind and holding your focus there. And that's a visualization. Now with mindfulness meditation, this is a meditation solely focused on your personal awareness. It's creating headspace and a calmness to achieve inner peace and clarity. This would be your standard idea of what it means to meditate. Okay. Okay. Then there's guided meditation. And this type of meditation is super great for beginners. Yes, yes, yes. What happens is a mindful practitioner will guide you through a step-by-step journey within the mind to help you tune into your desires, uh, peace, abundance, compassion, self-love, the inner divine, really just about anything you can think of. And I absolutely love listening to Jennifer DeVue's meditations on her podcast, Tune In To You, link in the show notes. It's absolutely my go-to. Her voice is so lovely. Listen to it. Try it out. See what you think. Now, there's also sound healing. And this is where the use of vibrations leads you to a calming and relaxing space for both your mind and your body. Typically, this is led through something like a a tongue or Tibetan sound bowl, okay? Anything that's going to create those vibration frequencies into the space for you to absorb and tune in with. Next, we have movement meditation, okay? So this is where the focus is on the movements the body creates versus the goal of the movement, right? Like getting to the end space. So if it's, it's as if you are enjoying the journey instead of, again, rushing to the end. Basically, if you do an activity, right? For me, it was patterning clothes. An activity that helps you get out of your mind, focus on your present, and move and flow, that's a perfect form of movement meditation. Some people need to do something while they meditate. They just can't sit on their own and be silent or not move, right? It's just a skill set for them to still acquire. So there are lots of different ways to approach this and movement meditation in general. The last meditation that I want to share is the mantra meditation. It's not uncommon for these meditations to be shorter than others. So just know that right off the bat, okay? (laughs) But essentially in mantra meditation, your focus is on a single phrase, affirmation, belief, or line of thought. It's usually 5 to 10 minutes is a good place for you to be in a mantra meditation. And that's it. Take what you will and move through it as you wish. When to start? I know for a long time, I found the idea of meditating to be super daunting and I just didn't believe that I was cool, strong, or spiritual enough to do it. And if you're thinking the same of yourself, let me tell you, There is absolutely nothing elitist about meditating. Once you do it, you'll be like, huh? (laughs) So that's what it is? (laughs) But I don't want you to feel like you've got to get up right now and do it this very instant, right? When you're ready to engage, you will. I think it's easier to think of meditation when there is a specific goal in hand. So let me list some of the great benefits you receive from meditating, okay? So, it reduces pain and helps your immune system. It relieves intense negative feelings like depression, anxiety, or frustration. It increases blood flow and helps your heart rate. It provides feelings of calmness, ease, and balance within the mind, body, and soul. It helps you reduce racing thoughts and feelings of restlessness. It increases your energy levels. And of course, (laughs) it absolutely reduces stress within the mind and body. After listening to these benefits, right? If there's anything that is coming up for you and you're thinking, yeah, this could really help me, then it might be time to tune in. Maybe start with Jennifer DeVue. Also, Brenda's got some great meditations too. Either way, might be good for you to try out a few and see if that's the ticket. Okay, see if that's what works. And uh, yeah, that's it, my friends. (laughs) That was the whole episode. That's three key ways to practice mindfulness. Remember, creating a mindful practice makes a big impact on the way that you are able to tune in with your inner divine and engage in this sexy, fun, exciting spiritual practices. You have so many actionable steps in this episode. I hope you take one to heart and let your inner self be the guide to your self-alignment. Okay, so let's do this, my friends. Let's get spiritual. 101. (laughs) Thanks for joining in today's episode. Remember, head to the podcast page to check out all the juicy details and all the other resources we've got for you on the site, BlytheMitrals.com. We've got two other podcasts. We've got articles, videos, and so much more. Check it out, my friends. I am grateful for you. Have a fabulous week. And until next time, I'll see you then. Or should I say mindful week? Hmm.